nobody greater, nobody greater than our God. I like when our young people got up, the little ones, when they say that my God is so big, my God is so strong, there's nothing my God cannot do. There is nothing, they said nothing, nothing my God cannot do. I tell you, God is big, isn't he? You can search all over. I say, you can find my God. If you go to the ultimate part of the sea, behold, he is there. If you go to the moon and back, he's there. You make your bed in hell, behold, he is there. Nobody greater, because he's so big, he's so strong, and he's so mighty. I remember when my grandson first learned that song, Sister Turner taught them. As soon as he got in the car on the way home, my God is so big, my God is so strong, there's nothing my God cannot do. Say, who taught you that song? He said, Sister Turner. <laughs> when we got home, he was even teaching a song to his mother and his grandmother. My God is so big, so strong, there's nothing my God cannot do. We come, oh gracious God, to give you praise and honor. Amen. Just want to continue to just give God praise because I know that he is worthy to be praised. Amen? Amen. I'm not going to prolong this service. Just going to get right into it. And our scripture this morning, we're taking from the book of Romans. Will you please stand? Chapter 8, verses 31 to 34. <laughs> it reads like this. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but deliver him up for all of us, how shall he not with him all freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died and furthermore is also risen? Who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us? Let's have a word of prayer. Lord my God, thy excellence thy name above all the earth. Oh precious Father, I stretch my hands to thee because I know, O oh Lord, you is there to catch me when I fall. Oh, precious God, from here and there, to and from, oh, Lord, you always walk with me. You always help me up, oh, precious God. No matter what situation, no matter what problems I may have, Lord, you've always been there. Oh, Lord, I give you praise. I give you honor. Just want to continue to magnify your name because I know that you are worthy to be praised. Amen and amen. Today I want to talk to you about if God is for you, 
who can be against you? Now the question that Paul asked, he expects you to know the answer to. Because if you have read chapter 1 through chapter 8 of Romans, then you should know that God is for us. And in this 8th chapter, Paul is showing us how much God is for us. He has told us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He has pointed out that God has given you a part of himself to walk with you every step of the way. He has highlighted the fact that for Christians, there is an overflowing abundance of hope because sin can't win when you let Jesus in. I come to tell you this morning that God got your back. And the things that come against us, they are no match for God. So I ask you this question. If God is for you, who can be against you? If you're a Christian, if you have given your heart to Christ through faith, if you repent of your sin, and if you are living in obedience to God's word, you need to understand this truth. Young people, listen up. You need to understand this truth. God has chosen you for greatness. Now look at somebody and say, God has chosen you for greatness. Because there is a king in you. Because Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And there is nobody, there is nothing, there is no circumstances, there is no disabilities, there is no personal problems, there is no financial barrier, there is nothing under the sun that cannot keep God from doing exactly what he wanted to do in you for his glory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, We have victory through Jesus Christ, the risen Savior who lived and reigned, where? In us. I want to talk to the young people and the young at heart. Don't forget who you are. Don't let the devil tell you that you're something that you're not. The devil will try to get in your head and tell you that you're nobody. And you don't even measure up. But I want you to understand this. Don't listen to those lies. Don't listen to the doubting Thomases around you. You listen to the word of God. And the word of God says that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. The word of God says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The word of God says there's no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. The word of God said, delight thyself also in Christ. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. With God on our side. Who can defeat us? I say one more time, sin can't win when you let Jesus in. Young people, I want you to know, when you're doing God's work, you're going to have some haters. But I want you to see how great God is. I want you to see how God is far greater than your haters. During Black History Month in February, we highlighted President Obama. 
He is just one of the many examples how God can choose you for greatness. God takes two unknown people, a black man from Kenya and a white woman from Wichita, Kansas, and brought them together. After 9-1-1, America was terrified of people with Muslim-sounding names. Osama bin Laden, Saddam Hussein, were on the top of the public enemy list. But yet, God raised up a candidate with a Muslim-sounding name. He raised up Barack Hussein Obama in the midst of it all. When he first appeared on the scene, neither the majority of blacks nor white gave him any chance of a victory. We have to recognize that God can choose who he wants to choose and produce any results that he wants to. Despise of all the negative talk, despise of all the haters, despise of all the reasons that he should not have never been elected, he became the 44th president of these United States. Through President Barack Obama, God showed this nation and the world that he can take our fears, he can take our prejudice, he can take our hope, he can take our dreams and put it into a man of color. A color that has been looked down for many generations and placed him in the highest position in America. What God did for him, he can do the same for you. No matter if you're red, yellow, black, and white, we all are precious in his sight. If God is for you, who can be against you? The Apostle Paul, who was faced with all kind of trials and tribulation in his life, asks this question. It's a question that needs to burn in our mind and in our heart. If God is for us, who could be against us? Paul goes on and says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, also with him graciously give us all things? Do you realize what this means, young people? Do you realize who is in your corner? Do you realize who is going to fight your battles for you? Do you realize who is going to give you everything that you need to win? <coughs> Do you realize that with God Almighty on your side, fighting on your behalf, that there is absolutely nothing in the world that can defeat you? Isaiah 59, 19 says, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against you. In other words, the Spirit of the Lord will stand between you and your circumstances. Those kids in school who are giving you pressure, the Holy Spirit will stand between you and your circumstances if you give it over to him. In verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good for them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. Church, it's time for us to move out from this life of fear. It's time for us to move out from this life of being intimidated by the world. It's time for us to move out from this life of worrying about tomorrow. It's time for us to move out from this life of not trusting God, who has all power and have all authority in the world. It's time that we start believing what God has told us in his word. With God on our side, we cannot be defeated. 
I believe it. I receive it. I claim it. I take it everywhere I go. And I know that God is for me. And I want you to claim it as well. Claim it in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So I speak to this mountain in my life because mountains have ears, y'all. They have ears. They may not have physical ears like you and I, but they have spiritual ears. Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus said, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he say will be done. He will have whatever he says. He also says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Now that's the word. So I come to you this morning to tell you to prophesy to your situation. Because they respond to the word of God. Every situation and every circumstances have ears, y'all. And they are capable of responding to what does say the Lord. In the first chapter of Genesis, when God spoke, things happened. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place. God said, let the earth bring forth grass. God said, let the earth bring forth every living creature according to his kind. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And it was done. If God is for us, who can be against us? But before I go any further, I want to let you know what is going on in the first eight chapters of Romans. Now Paul began in chapter 1 by giving us a description of the, of the condition of the Gentile people, which begins the proof of the, doc, doc, the doctrine of justification by faith. In this chapter, Paul declared that he is not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In chapter 2, Paul takes the finger pointing off of the Gentiles and put it on the Jews. He proved in general that Jews and Gentiles stand on the same level of justice in the eyes of God. The Jews needed to know that they were no better than the Gentiles. He goes on in chapter 3 to say that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In chapter 4, he used Abraham as an example to show that we have justified, not, that we are justified not by our works, but by our faith. In chapter 5, Paul shows us how fruit, how, in chapter 5, Paul shows us some fruit of being justified. He let the Christian know that our suffering produced perseverance. Perseverance produced character. Character produced hope. And our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. He goes on in chapter 6, says that we are reminded that we are dead to sin and that we are slaves to righteousness. Paul let us know that sin is no longer our master because of God's grace. He said we used to be slaves to sin, but now we are slaves to holiness. And in chapter 7, Paul 
Paul described the struggles with his old sinful nature. He said that the things that he didn't want to do is the thing he found himself doing. He said when he want to do good, evil is where? It's always present. And in chapter 8, started out by saying, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. But he did not say that we would not have trouble, heartaches, and pain. But, we, but what shall we say when those things come? What shall we say when trouble, heartaches, and pain comes? Paul gives us the answer in verse 31 of chapter 8. They start with him saying, if God is for you, who can be against you? So what shall we say when trouble come our way? We should say God is for us. What shall we say when hardship comes our way? You can answer. What shall we say when hardship comes our way? What should we say when there's no food on the table? What should we say when we have no money in our bank accounts? What shall we say when sickness comes? What shall we say when it seems like the whole world is against us? We should say God is for us. Because when we realize that God is for us and we have done all that we can do, all we have to do is wait for him to show up. And when he show up, he show out. How many know that he's an on-time God? How many know that he's an on-time God? I want to hear somebody say, oh, yes, he is. So regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your problems, regardless of your finances, regardless of your health, regardless of your, of your, your, your fails, regardless of the, how the world feels about you, how you feel about yourself, God is saying to you, God is saying to you, God is saying to you right now, I got this. I am here this morning to let you know that I am a living testimony. I could have been broke and homeless, but God told me, I got this. I got this. Now let me tell you a little story. It's a true story. I served in a church for 30 years, and when our pastor passed away, our church took a no dive. That's when a group of people rose up in the church and start doing some ungodly things. They came as wolves in sheep clothing and got themselves a position on the trustee board and started changing things without the church members knowing about them. They changed the bylaws, and to make a long story short, the church were divided and ended up in court. While we was going back and forth to court, the church went into foreclosure. Because I was a member of the church for 30 years, some of the documents had my name on it. And all the trustees who was there when I started, they passed away or moved away or ran away. 
So when the bank came calling, they didn't care who or what or why, they just wanted their money. I don't have time to tell the whole story, but when the church were divided, some member left because they didn't want to get involved. But I want you to know if God is for you, who can be against you? Because the bill were not being paid, one day my doorbell rang. I was being sued for a $13,000 color printer that belongs to the church. Because those so-called trustees would not pay the bill. In the midst of going back and forth to court, my doorbell rang again, and this time I am being sued for $120,000 for the church mortgage. I was working third shift, getting off at 6.30 a.m., had to be downtown 10 o'clock a.m., without any rest. I received a threatening letter from their lawyers saying that I was terminated from the church and was not fit to serve. James said in James 1 and 2, count it all joy when you fall into diverse, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produced patience. We must have patience without becoming a patient. We had a lawyer, y'all, who was charging us $275 an hour. After all we was going through, the judge ruled in their favor. Now we had a $29,000 legal fee and no church. Joseph said, all, after all these things that my brother put me through, he said, it's all good. I remember going to work one night, physically and mentally tired, standing in the middle of the floor questioning, God, why and what am I going to do? I have two kids in school and a mortgage and a stack of bills that need to be paid. I began to question my own calling, but the Lord reminded me, what he ordained he shall maintain. Because he got my back. Because he covered me. Because his hands of protection was all around me. How many know that God may not come when you want him? But he always on time. Somebody say, oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. I was at work. Standing in the middle of the floor, surrounded by all kinds of noises, exhaust fan blowing, air compressor whistling, steam roaring, large motors humming, forklift going back and forth, and people talking in the midst of it all. I was in the midst of all that noise, and there was a total silence. It was like stepping into a soundproof room. 
And out of the silence came a crystal clear voice that says, keep your eyes on the prize. And then all the noise came back. I asked my co-workers, did you hear that? They all said, hear what? I told them what I had heard, and they all said, what prize? I told them that the Lord will reveal it to me. It was revealed to me to keep my focus on Jesus. Because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. In the midst of it all, I would not, I did not let go of my faith. The $13,000 color printer that I was being sued for, the charges were dropped because of missing paperwork. I tell you, Jesus worked it out. My name was taken off of the $120,000 church mortgage. I tell you that Jesus worked it out. But we still owe the lawyer $29,000, and we had no church to raise the money. But God is still good. I say God is still good. God is still good, y'all. Oh, yes, he is. I received a letter in the mail from our attorney. And I have the letter right here. I keep this letter so I can look back and see what the Lord has brought me out of. When I open up the letter, it says previous balance, which is 29000 $901.25. And I look a little bit further down, it says total payment and adjustments. And I look a little bit further down at the balance. Yeah. I tell you, God is good, y'all. Yeah. God is good. Yeah. Can Jesus work it out? Yeah. I look down at the balance. I have to let you know, that God brought us from a mighty long way, y'all. I look down at the balance, and the balance says, balance zero. Ain't God good? Ain't God good? Ain't God good? He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. God can bring you out. God can bring you out of a bad situation. God can pick you up and turn you around. God can turn your life all the way around. I tell you, God is good. And you see me running around here shouting. I tell you, I have something to shout about. I could have been broken, homeless, but God made a way out of no way. Ain't God good? I say, He's good. He's good. Somebody say, He's good. Somebody say, He's good. He's good. He's good. God is all right. He's all right, all right. He all right, all right. He was my shepherd, and he healed. God is all right. Even though your enemy comes in like a flood, but God will lift up a standard and stand between you and your situation. No matter who come against you, God is there. 
If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? If God is for you, who is against us? God is for you. When you're going through your trials, God is for you. God will lift you up, y'all. God will lift you up. I give him glory. I give him praise for all that he has done. Amen. God bless you, church. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah.